Welcome to Sneaky Athletic, your favorite podcast. We are back. 100%. Back in the stew, feeling good, feeling ready. Losing my voice a little bit. I'm playing hurt, but it's all right. Not hurt, not injured. Yeah, exactly. Okay, perfect. So this week, uh, we might do a two-parter. We're not 100% sure yet. It just feels so great to be back here. We're just ready to kick Yeah, we're fucking amped up, ready to go. So obviously, we're going to start off with our regular segments. Uh, We'll jump into the NBA. We'll get some NFL talk in. We'll do some gambling. We're going to cover college football and bowls. Uh, And then we're going to do a little Christmas movie, Mount Rushmore. Uh, and then we'll just kind of see where it goes after that. So, But before we get into all of that, let me read a quick ad from our boys over at Fertilizer Service Company. You know what they do. Uh, right now they're shooting ducks, I guess, so from what I'm seeing. being They're being sponsored by uh, by Duke's Beef Jerky, I think. Wow. Really? Yeah. The plug's getting the hookup. Friends of a friend. Yeah. So maybe Duke's. Yeah, hit it up. But if you need that good shit, you hit up Fertilizer Service Company at 660-686-2402 and make sure to like them on their Facebook page. They're located in God's Country, Northwest Missouri, off Highway 59. And as always, they're keeping God's Country as good as she grows. All right, let's get started. Bowed my soul, I gave it all. All right, man. So how's it feel to be back? Feels great. I don't miss this weather though. Oh, it's for real. It's the worst. I have been warmer than here every day but one. This is the first time I've seen snow. And of course, I had to fly back and then immediately drive all the way back here. And middle of the snowstorm, school's canceled, not looking good. But I'll use that to get right in my lifestyle because 100% of the people that I saw crash on the side of the road, swerving, they were being dumb. Yeah. Just yeah. drive like you're normally drive or a slightly more cautious. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Like I drove under the speed limit most of the time coming here. I wasn't gonna, you know, even attempt it if it was snowing over. I mean, luckily I didn't have terrible roads, but good God, like just I, don't be an idiot. I think what it is is people like naturally just drive too cocky. Yeah, I, well, no like one wants to think less of themselves. Yeah, like their their regular. The way they regularly drive is a very cocky way, and then they don't want to switch that. Or they're like, oh, no, I'm really good at driving, so naturally I'm good at driving the snow. Right, because you're a Ford Mustang. That's the certificate you get when you buy it. Yeah, that uh, Hyundai Cilantro. It, it gets it gets great gas mileage in the snow. You only see, like, well, predominantly, asshole cars and old beaters on the side of the road, you know, which yeah. sucks. Sometimes it's a minivan and, you know, you feel bad, but like at that point, I think it's the same shit where that mom is just full of herself. Might be, might be my lifestyle. Don't be the Grinch. Embrace the Mm. Christmas spirit. Like I know you, it might not, the songs and everything might not be your favorite all the time, whatever. A lot of people really enjoy this. Don't be a dick to the people who this is their favorite time of the year. Like just because you don't like Christmas music, just put up for it, put up with it for three weeks out of the year. It's perfectly the second the new year happens and you see your coworkers again or whatever, 
Tell them to shut it off. It won't be playing on the radio. You'll be fine. I do feel really bad for all the retail workers who have to just sit there and listen to it constantly. That That is a different thing. Um, I mean, I feel bad for retail workers in general because yeah. I think it's a really shitty job. For sure. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But I, it just makes me mad when people are like, oh, I, I hate Christmas. It's like so many people get a ton of joy out of it and a lot of good comes this time of year. So just like just lean into it for a little bit. I love Christmas, and I don't even believe in what it represents. I love Christmas. I've always loved Christmas. It's great. And I think that being lied to as a child helped. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. It, like, harbored this, like, amazing feeling in me mm-hmm. behind Christmas. It was just such a magical time of year. You wake up, and shit just is under the tree for you out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, your mom was just sneaking cookies, like, haha, I'm getting this sucker to finally bake for me, you know? Yeah, so I realized this when I got older. It made a lot of sense. We never left milk for Santa growing up. Parents are lactose intolerant? No. They just, neither of them really like milk. We left Coke. Like, we would get a glass, like the Christmas edition Coke. Awesome, yeah. And some chocolate chip cookies. And I'm like, man, Santa's a G. No, it's just because my mom likes drinking Coke. <laughs> like, she she would just, like, awesome. down it, like, yeah. you know, 10 o'clock that night. I was get like, a little caffeine. Keep going. Yeah. It's wrapping time. Favorite Christmas song? Oh, Jingle Bell Rock. Not a bad one. Yours? Wow. I should have left you Chance the Rapper. It's corny, but it's mine. I, I don't know. That's so fucked. I don't like typically like most of the original ones, to be honest with you. I guess, uh, I don't know. I, what, I couldn't what are you even going tell into? you the name of it. Couldn't even tell you the name of oh, it. Oh, favorite Christmas song? Yeah. But I can tell you the name of what I'm going into. It is Beef. So my beef of the week is myself because I am generally uh, just unprepared for moving and packing and anything that involves preparation i had to fly back here at 8 20 in the morning and i woke up at 7 a.m with nothing packed so woke up hung over i had to take care of some friends that night played dad got back home was just beat from doing all that went immediately to bed ended up snoozing my alarm for like half an hour unbeknownst to me woke up, had to throw everything together, was insanely packed. I walked in with 15 people in line in front of me boarding the plane. It works, but uh, it's It's, stressful. It's not a great way to live. That's fair. It's my way, though. Fair enough. Works. What's your beef? What made you mad? My beef is Chance the Rapper. (laughs) This man. Flip-flop. All right. This man, he's got it coming to him. So... I just recently exchanged Christmas gifts with my girlfriend because we we're kind of parting ways for the next little bit. Um, Y'all broke up? That's wild. No. You know, holidays, you have to go see your family. She lives in St. Louis. I live in the northwest corner of the state. So you all aren't as serious is what you're saying. That's not true. I don't know why you're trying to put words in my mouth. Let me just finish my story. So I just want to know why you I see her over I holidays. buy her... Chance the Rapper concert tickets in Kansas City. Probably smart just to ignore me, yeah. <laughs> and it, it was going to be great. I was so ex- I was kind of excited. I mean, he's not my favorite artist, but it was going to be a great time. There are floor seats at uh, the Sprint Center. Going awesome. to do P- you know P and L before, potentially after. And he gives a good concert. Yeah. We exchanged on the fourteenth. He canceled his tour on the fifteenth of December. 
I feel like you have a little bit of built up frustration. That motherfucker. Yeah. That motherfucker. Because now it puts me in this like I'm in this holding pattern of now I'm waiting to get my money back. Like, I already got the gift, and she's like, oh, no, this is the thought. Like, I loved every all of it, all that. But now, like, I need to get her another gift. Oh, for sure. But I'm out all this money from the concert tickets because I'm waiting for it to come back. It's just, at least at least I did get to give her the gift, and it, like, That's meant true. something. Yeah. Because if it would have, if I would have bought them, because I had them for, like, 10 days before I gave them to her. If I would have bought them, and in the meantime... He would have canceled. I, I don't know what I would have done. You got the like genuine excitement out of it. You know? Yeah, she was like, she was extremely excited because she had never seen him in concert, and it's her favorite artist. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, she was going to. So he did. See, this is I should have red flag alert. The start of this tour, he rescheduled a bunch of dates, mm-hmm. and so this Kansas City date was a reschedule from September. He also did a buy one get one free. Yeah, so she was gonna go in the like around Labor Day yeah. in St. Louis, but then it got rescheduled or canceled, one of the two. So then I was like, "Oh, perfect, it kind of works out." That motherfucker. I think it's funny that all this boils down to how much he loves his wife and the fact that he loves her so much that he made an album about it, and it's just trash. <laughs> and it's so trash, he had to cancel the tour. <laughs> I mean, I saw him back in like the acid rap days. I saw him after Coloring Book. The acid rap one was definitely the best. He opened for Mac Miller, and it was awesome. Tons of energy. Everybody there was vibing. The other one was a little bit more of a performance, and to be honest, it was like right after, you know, everybody kind of like really got on no problem, and so it was like a bunch of people who was like, oh, he has a couple of hits. Let's go see, and they didn't really know. Like, I'm a Chance fan. Like, I enjoyed some of the artistry, but it's been going downhill. Let's hope he turns around. I'm hoping. Yeah, I mean, his next album better be fucking fantastic. Yeah. I'll go right into my lifestyle. I think he's just going to love his daughter with Or no, wait, I already gave my lifestyle. Never mind. Get on your game. I'm so, I'm just, all the excitement has got me, has got me off. It's like, uh, it's like a lot of these, these uh, teams, they come out in the bowl games of the Super Bowl and you've had all this like time off. Mm-hmm. And then you come out and you go really fucking hard in the first like yeah. five minutes, you wear yourself out. Or you might like have like a big floozy early on, mm. you know. Yeah. Fumble Roo or something. Yeah, the safety in the back of the end zone. Yeah. Broncos. Unfortunate yeah. stuff. Uh, giving off a kick return for the first kick of the game. Yeah. Unfortunate. So uh, what's your what the feed this week? I'll help you out. My what the feed is something that uh, it caught my eye, and I guess it caught uh, the eye of the editorial staff of the movie Cats, because I guess Jason Derulo The musical? Well, they're making it into a movie now. It's an animated movie. I don't know if you saw that. No. Who's doing it? Like what actors? No, like what company? Like Disney? Oh, I don't know who I don't know who the like who's producing it. I know there's a fuck ton of big name actors. Like Jason Derulo's in it and he's not even on the first page. Uh like not Taylor really Swift actor, is in though? it. What? Well, it's really? a musical. I know. But and he's Jason Derulo. Yeah. Oh, um, of course. That's the calling card. But he j- has to just say that to girls. Oh yeah. Who are you? And then just yeah, my voice is too gone to like hit that note right now. But a hundred percent, like he just sings it while yeah. he's shaking their hand. Or like I would have it to where like when I walk in, my homies would be in front of me, and I'd like walk through the door, and they'd be like, "Jason Derulo." Almost like a king entering in. Yeah. in olden times, like the trumpeteers before yeah. you enter. That exactly. would be awesome. Love it. That would be sweet. Uh, but I guess he revealed to E News that his massive bulge was having to be CGI'd. 
out of his cat suit in the movie Cats. I don't care if that's real. You say that. Well, yeah, because nobody could, like the only person is the guy who had to spend hours editing Jason Derulo's dick yep. out of the picture. That's the only guy who really knows. True. And if he says something, it looks bad on the whole cast and crew. True. You know, bad move, bad look, great move, Jason Derulo. Smart. It's heady play. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Big for brain. Sure. Oh, galaxy brain. Yeah. All right. What's your what the feed? So my what the feed is an ask Reddit thread. And if you're not familiar with the concept, it is something on reddit.com where it is a huge community has over 25 million members and they ask a question and everybody responds. So the question was, if sexual experiences were like trading cards, what would be your rarest card? The experiences are not necessarily what was golden about this thread. There is a user that I will shout out personally because of how great he is, a very brave taco. He ended up commenting on about 70 to 80% of these and got so many awards. He gained over 200,000 likes in the matter of hours on this site. Yeah, because he was giving them their like call, their card. He was like naming the Right. So the after encounter. they would talk about what it was, he would say achievement get. So for example, uh, some put my foot through a wall while getting some extra leverage. User of Brave Taco. Achievement get home improvement. <laughs> Another one. Ooh. <laughs> Was that your Xbox achievement sound? No, that's uh, Tim Allen on home improvement. Ooh. Oddly similar. Yeah. Uh, sex in a dugout. Achievement get relief pitcher. <laughs> there are a couple <laughs> of them that made me fucking giggle hard. I, like, I, there's some of them that I just don't feel like saying aloud and having my yeah. name to them. Uh, I can clip them up. Right. Seven years of marriage without sex. Achievement get, I want a refund. <laughs> That's, I mean, or divorce, one of the two. That's over my head. Fair what enough. if there's issues? This one was one of my favorites. Actually had sex with a step-sibling. Achievement get, the porno. <laughs> yeah, Pornhub front page. Oh, 100%. Like, I don't... Did you know that that actually was created i read an article about this that somebody wrote that they ended up getting like reviews they were like pulling the people that they were giving out to because once porn switched the online format they ended up having these movies that were like scenes and they had a little bit of storyline but they moved the online format and like people could just record home videos and go into it so there wasn't like there wasn't a need for like the production value right there wasn't any dialogue or something so they're like what can we do and they're like we want a story so it ended up being one of the easiest stories as well as like a little taboo and they just kind of overplayed it. Like that was one of the least favorites moving on because they, you know, oversaturated the market with it. And that's why that's such a big thing today. It's uh, just absolutely insane how things like that work. But, uh, you know, here we are in uh, the world of the 21st century. Uh, just to give you a couple more before uh, we're done here. This guy just, he just had sex. He's just happy with that. And uh, the achievement get was back to basics. Mm. Threesome on a Ferris wheel. Achievement get state fair. Yeah, that one's the one that made me pretty laugh quite a bit. <laughs> the other one that I really enjoy is fucked a police officer after I literally broke the law. Achievement get the balls in blue. Mm. Just, I mean, A1. That guy comedy. Had, just had to have nothing to do all day. 
but to be that quick-witted regardless is yeah. insane to me. It's just absolutely fantastic. Uh, so I can quit talking, get my voice rest. You got to Google this. I do. So the New York Times sends out this little email, and I, I was just kind of scrolling through it, and this one kind of caught my eye. So they have now found the oldest piece of gum that has ever been found. It's 5,700 years old. Double Bubble was a company back then? Yeah, it was Juicy Fruit. Oh. Uh, it's called Juicy Fruit's uh, Ancient Forerunners. So uh, <laughs> it was – it's known as a hunter-gatherer region um, that they said that ancient Scandinavians were there. And I guess they used to chew on this gooey tar from birch bark, um, and they used it to, like, mold arrowheads to arrows. Um but then they would also chew on it, and now it's found that uh, the DNA and the bacteria from these uh, Scandinavians or these hunter-gatherers' mouths is, like, encapsulated in this gum. And they're going to be able to, like, go back and look at it and provide, like, genetic mapping and to see who, like, settled in the areas and then what kind of food they ate. It's really a lot to chew on. Oh, <laughs> Nice. Yeah, that, I mean, wild. I wouldn't think stuff like that survives this long, but uh, I guess it's that day and age. Yeah, but you think about it like how I was kind of thinking about it is, you know how there's in like the sap from trees, like mosquitoes from like a fuck ton ago will just be like encapsulated and perfectly encrystallized like inside of it? I, like any other normal person, does not know that much about trees now. What is like, I like fossils and shit, bro. I guess so. All right, Indiana Jones, I'll uh, go ahead with mine. Indiana Jones in the Temple of Boom, Boom, Boom. Maybe we, actually actually, had, we had a firework named that, and it was called Indiana Greg, who is the owner of our fireworks store. Indiana Greg in the Temple of Boom, Boom, Boom. I have no clue how he didn't get copy striked. Well, it changed the name. There, there's enough there. I mean, it was like a very blurry picture of Indiana Jones on the cover of the firework mm. with like the whip. Maybe tricky. Maybe yeah. tricky there. Really weird. I'm, I'm just thinking of my dad as that guy currently. If you didn't know, my dad is a huge history and archaeological nerd, and my museum loves the rocks. He's it's like a basement, you know. We have arrowheads. Yeah, you said your museum, it, like you meant to say house, but it's so much like a museum that it's your museum. There's a part of the house that literally just has, I mean, probably seven cases down there, at least. They're like, I mean, they're like four, three, four foot tall, like ten foot long. Yeah, well, he's upgraded. He has some vertical ones oh, now, yeah. and then he has some with like different drawers in them. Anyways, uh, I'll get you, on. you should start charging five bucks to get into your basement. If he talks to him, I'll never forget the time that I was in high school and invited friends over and it's me and my three friends. We're hanging out. We're playing cards. He walks in with a college size textbook, puts it down on the table and goes, Hey, you boys do some light reading. I'll come back here in about 15 minutes and we'll go and talk about the rocks. Are you kidding me, dude? No, but I'll just go ahead and get into my Google this and I don't necessarily know this website very well. It's called The Feed, but it's out of Australia, and that is the reason why. But Australia just got downgraded on their democracy standing, um, going from open to narrowed uh, by one of the big monitors in the political science world called Civicus Monitor, a collaboration between a couple of human rights organizations to assess the freedoms of 169 countries around the world. And this was due to police raids on media outlets, the growing trends of prosecuting whistleblowers. Uh, that doesn't sound familiar. Mm. And like, <laughs> like us cracking down on peaceful protest, uh, 
like the people who are going to start a civil war. So uh, all good stuff there. We are currently on the same level as Australia now. If you didn't know, USA has been a narrow democracy for a while. Uh, just a little frame of reference so you know a little bit better of uh, what countries aren't. Canada, all of the Norway, Sweden, the other one that's over by them, Germany, uh, where all the bank, big banks are in that area. Of course, places like Russia and Mexico are you know, very slim, and then places like China are non-existent. But good for them, I guess. But uh, probably bad for everybody involved, to be honest with you. But there's my politics for sure. For bad the day. for everybody involved. Um, thank you for that report from Alec at the Hill. I would have loved to go live from Australia. I'm really trying to go. We should do. If you ever go back at DC, we should just go live from, like the Hill. Oh, that'd be awesome. Just they record live there. Are literally like vultures. The media people who are oh, there. Oh yeah. So there are like very clear paths that like certain members have to walk to get to the floor and vote, and they're just like literally scattered out across those paths to sit there and wait for them. I don't think those people sleep. Oh no. Sometimes they would literally stay overnight. Like the first uh, and like a couple more nights of the impeachment hearings, they would get there the night before and literally spend the it's night insane. there. Oh, it's wild. A hundred. How much coffee do they drink, or an Adderall that they take? Uh, I think Adderall by journalists is something that people don't talk about a ton, it, but it's big. It's is huge. it like the Greenies era in baseball? It's like, is Adderall ruining journalism? I wouldn't say so. I don't think we have the same level of journalism without it. Is Fair enough. Well, we don't have the same level of baseball without Greenies and steroids. Agreed. Yeah. Like, fucking let them juice up. Great metaphor, honestly. I'm all for that one. Thanks. That feels good. feels good <laughs> to be on top of my game. Uh, you know, I was born to do this shit. Callback. I love it. Yeah. All right. You want to get in the NBA? You got anything else? I do have a couple more things. Let's I just want to quick bless up back being home. And then I want to talk about. It's this. good to have you back. By I, the way. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I, not that I didn't like it, but man, home just, is home. I miss people. Yeah. You know, that's the big thing. Familiarity and, as well. Like you could know you can just like cruise on down to your grocery store, or, like go downtown to the bars. It's the same thing. Yeah. Like I got here and immediately hung out with people that night got here but when i landed my plane where my parents live in that city you know hung like out you came here your night. shower still had the same shampoo and right. shit in it it was ready to go yeah a yeah, 100% big shout out to our sponsor when he stayed here for making my bed That's yeah pyatt hooked it up it's a big bro move whenever you leave a place you make their bed if that person isn't yeah there. or if there's another thing there's certain people i know that like to wash the sheets right after so i'll actually strip the bed so i think it's yeah. one or the other oh yeah i'm fine with it being stripped if everything's washed yeah for sure but I did want to talk about this uh, article we talked about earlier and the cryptocurrency conspiracy. Oh, yeah. This one is deep. I kind of got into this one a little bit. It's wild. Do you want to kind of – you explain the background of what's going on with the man and I'll explain what he's doing overseas? Yeah. So I can kind of explain it a little bit. Let me pull up the the email I had. Oh, shit. Wrong thing. Wrong thing. Stick with me here. Okay. Sorry so put you on the spot. No, it's no big deal. So there is – there was – in quotation marks, um, big air quotes. Yeah. This, uh, this CEO of a cryptocurrency, Canadian cryptocurrency exchange. Uh, he was only 30 years old and he was basically in charge of this fund that had access to $250 million worth of cryptocurrency. And in last January, he mysteriously died 
and he was the only one who had access to this. Like basically the, he had the password and um, nobody else could get in or find it. And so once he died, the access to all this funds disappeared right. and all these people were just told that they couldn't get their money. Right. And now they're, they've lawyered up as they should because $250 million is a lot of fucking money. And they're going back and their, their firm is, um, having them conduct a, they're having the body exhumed and an autopsy autopsy conducted to, to confirm his identity and prove the cause of death. So by they, you mean the people who had invested? Yes. The investors who, which I'm assuming I didn't really see this, but I'm assuming that they combine forces like everyone who was a part of that 250 million dollars like yeah class action yeah. yeah they you know and i'm sure there were a few that that led it um but they all you know lawyered up and are like hey we so want to get to the bottom of this the reason the reason that they're looking into the death specifically is because this man has crohn's disease if you know anything yeah, he about died, crohn's disease you that's what it said well. he uh that he died more than a month earlier so they found out in january and they were like, oh, yeah, he died a month ago from Crohn's disease. And they're like, wait, what? And he was a Canadian man who went to India. Not a great place for you to be if you have Crohn's yeah. disease. It doesn't really matter how you're eating unless it's super restricted, which you, of course, obviously have to do. But it's not a trip many people with Crohn's would really make in the first place. But like on top of that, this hospital that he went to is specifically known for faking birth certificates. Like they've done it in the past. It's a whole thing. So... Just a little interesting tidbit. That one really caught my eye this week. I was going to do something else for the conspiracy corner, but I think that that guy faking his death and running off, because if it's been a month, you know, who knows what he did with that? That's so much time. Can they check the funds? See, see if they're there? Cryptocurrency the as and, well. Yeah, and it's like it, it can just move, it can exchange hands so quick. It's like that when, it, when Bitcoin was first booming and that guy lost like his Bitcoin wallet in a thumb drive and like the, they had like a oh, yeah. hundred million dollars on it or something. Right. And he put out like a $5 million reward to find it. It's like that, that stuff can just disappear. Oh, for sure. I don't have an answer. What happens if they went the class action when they like find him? That would be the craziest part to me if they just found him. Well, I think that immediately if you win and you realize it's not him, you put out a search team, but like, he probably has his shit together with that much money and the availability that yeah. he went through. You can do a lot of fucking things with $250 million. Like disappear? For sure. That That is the rest of my nonsense okay. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. So let's, uh, let's get into the NBA. I'll let you kick it off. I have a couple things I want to talk about, but I'll just kind of chime in. I'll let you lead the way. So this segment's a disappointing one for me. The Bucks' 18 game win streak, I believe, was snapped. Snapped right in half. By the Mavericks. Good team. Without Luka. Still a good team, though. Oh, 100%. I mean... And it didn't... Kristaps uh, went off. So did Steph. Yeah. Or Seth. Seth, yeah. Uh, it was like, oh, that's not right. But Kristaps was... Steph 2.0. Mm, not really. On defense. Maybe. Sorry to give you the kombucha girl face there as a response mm. instead of words, yeah. But I do think that that's a decent you know, mindset. I think that that team is poised for a good playoff spot, the Mavericks, but I don't think they'll go very far. But my most interesting thing about that is they interviewed George Hill afterwards. George Hill 
NBA champion, was playing with the Cavaliers before, uh, whenever LeBron and them won it, and he said that they played bad over that stretch. They improved, but they played bad, and they were only going to get better. So currently, I don't think the Bucks can really compete with the Lakers, but we'll see. Interesting. I, the Lakers are for real. I mean, we talked about it last yeah. pod, and it, it's insane that I mean, Anthony Davis, everybody knew he's good, and this as long as he stays healthy, and LeBron is in this point where he's kind of announced, like, I'm done doing these games where I take off. Like, you can Which tell, is wild. But you can tell he's like, this is the year where I get a ring. Like, I get one here. I convince AD to stay. We chase for three more years until he turns 40, and then it's like... Wherever my son is. Yeah. Well, 100%. I guess he's still LeBron's... I don't know. He's 34 years old. He's 34? Yeah. So he turns 35 in like a few days. Yeah. And his son is in high school? Yeah, his son's a freshman in high school. It's interesting. And it's wild to think that they made this when their 2017 team was 35 and 47. Luke Walton was the coach. One of their star players was Jordan Clarkson, you know. Who just scored his 6,000th point in the NBA? I don't know. Mizzou made, though. Mizzou made. I just yeah. saw it because Mizzou hoops like retweeted it or something. Oh, huge! Brooke Lopez was on that team. That's wild. I didn't know that. Kyle Kuzma, you know Ingram, Ball, all those people that they thought were gonna really pan out, and they had this like prospect dream. Wild. I I love looking back at the tweets that are like, "You guys fucked up giving them Ingram and Ball." Dude, like the, what? The old Reddit thread from whenever Boston took all those picks or gave all those picks. No, yeah. they took the Boston picks. Boston took the picks and gave the big yeah. three to the Nets. Wow. I mean, they are still reaping the benefits to this day. Oh, 100%. To this day. Yeah, that's why Boston's competing. You know, I, I think those are like kind of the teams that were with at the end of the year. It's obviously the two LA teams on the West and then Milwaukee, Boston. Yeah. For me. I mean, Golden State's pitiful. As long as Philadelphia and Boston doesn't play. The Lakers are like doing uh, like Harlem Globetrotter stuff. Like Rondo's throwing fake alley-oops to LeBron, and LeBron's like fake blocking his layup. Yeah. Like it's shit that like you do when you – it's like what Duke does that they lose to uh, SF Austin. Right, when they walk into the game and they're like, oh, we're just going to play pickup here. Yeah. Half of their game is like an all-star game. Half of their game is picking the playlist they're going to listen to before the game. Oh, my God, yeah. And it's wild to me how much LeBron and AD are like, all right, yeah, it, it's us. You know, everybody else contributes, but, like, they have their own secret handshakes. Like, they have their own ritual, like, after everyone else gets ready. it's And, and they both can just, like, look at each other and just be like, it's time to turn it on. Oh, for like, sure. Like, we're only up by six now. Let's get it to 22. Yeah. Like, they just decide it's going to be over. Drop of a hat. Other news, Dion Waiters still suspended, not going to play still a game. Still high this. as shit. <laughs> I don't know what went on there, uh, but he's either been suspended for not following league conduct or taking edibles on a plane. Can't blame him for either one. But uh, so, I mean, we'll see if uh, he ever plays again. But uh, looks like he's on the Josh Gordon roll. Josh Gordon's got some demons. Yeah. I don't know if Deion Waiters is just having a good time or is like dealing with shit, but Josh Gordon is now at the point where it's like, it's official. This man. Yeah. He's dealing with something. Sad to see. Sad to see. For sure. But, uh, I mean, Suns might be turning around. We'll see. I uh, still fucking hate you to your soul, Suns management. But uh, we'll see if uh, the rest of the team figures anything out. Darren Ayton just came back off of suspension. He is actually my number one absolute killer in the NBA. 
Really? Of my fantasy team. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was waiting for <laughs> clarification there. Yeah, he's fucked me over so far. That's it. I honestly it's made me a little sad recently. Something to be on the lookout for. Yeah. Christmas Day Unders. Huge. Those are coming up. Yeah. Everybody write that down. Mm-hmm. Last year was the first year in a while they, they kind of slipped, but usually they're like 3-1, and 4-0. How many bottles of wine does LeBron James have on Christmas Eve? A lot. Two to three minimum. I mean, the man is 6'9", 260. He I never thought about his yeah, alcohol tolerance before and like athletes relative. Wow, that's a really good point because they like – are always known for these big drinkers, but like I bet it's the same as like somebody smaller doing, you know, a lot less. Wow. Yeah, I mean he can handle his alcohol. It's like I mean Andre the Giant could drink people under the table because the man was fucking huge. Yeah. But I guarantee LeBron can drink a fuck ton of wine. Are you more impressed by Andre the Giant's beer record or Wade Boggs? Wade Boggs for Agreed. sure. Yeah. Because size comparison and yeah. Wade Boggs went out and hit three for four the next day. Also, wasn't he on a plane? He did it on a cross-country flight. Altitude from, gets you drunk faster as From well. Boston to Seattle. They stopped They stopped in like like Fargo or they stopped in like North Dakota or something like Be that. Right. And uh, they said when he, when he got on the plane, he slid a case under his seat. And then when he, he finished that, when they stopped, he put another one. And then when they – he drank like 107 beers that day. Right. Jesus. It's just insane. An insane amount of beer. Like, yeah. you you just have to be pissing all the time. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Like, and the sheer amount of fluid, that's 107 times 12. I would hate pissing on a plane that much. I don't hate public restrooms, but I truly hate pissing on the plane. And I think it's just the fucking getting there. It's over 10 gallons of beer he drank. If he drank 107 beers, it's over 10 gallons. Wow. It's Jeez. insane. I think it's 15 gallons in a keg. So he drank two-thirds of a keg by himself. He would be such a shitty friend to have. Yeah, or like... I guess once he got money, he'd be cool. Well, yeah, because he's a Major League Baseball player. Yeah. But if you're like, all right, drinks are on me tonight, you just best hope he doesn't show up. Yep. You're not invited Just anymore. fuck off. You can't come. For sure. For sure. What are we getting into? NFL. NFL. And we were talking about drugs, drinking, Josh Gordon. Yeah, he has a problem with, um, for sure, drugs. Yeah, and PEDs now. Yeah. But that's a new thing, right? I think. I'm not sure if, I mean, there's been so many things. I just can't keep track right. of what yeah. his issues have been. This whole, like, cutting Josh Gordon thing almost blew up in the Patriots' face because he made, he was just starting to kind of get back in a rhythm. He had a really good catch uh, either this last Sunday or the Sunday before, and everybody's like, why would the Patriots ever cut him? And then this happens. Yeah, it's like very clearly he's in a groove again, so he starts smoking pot. Like it's just yeah, thing. and he's in Washington. It's yeah, yeah, it's, huge. I think it's crazy that people target drug tests like that uh, professionally. I think it should all be random, but like, goddamn, do they really hit on shit like that? And I think the NFL is really big about once you fail one, then you're more regularly yeah. tested. Yeah, and I mean he shouldn't know, but Patriots did make a. Great move. I'm not a huge fan of where they're going, but Tom Brady, watch. He's looking old, and he doesn't have anybody to throw it to. I mean, they they came out with a slow start against Cincinnati, who is yeah, big bad, terrible. And I almost like the first half. Whenever I was looking at that, and the score was still kind of close, I was like, 
they're really trying to like sell. They might do it. No, no, no. I didn't oh. think Cincinnati was ever going to win. I thought that they were really trying to sell the fact that they weren't cheating. Oh, right. That was such a. I, say what you want about what the footage is. It's still. It's like, why are you doing it? The guy's response is ridiculous, and honestly. If you're that high up in a level, I understand that there's idiots everywhere, but how? Just how? In an organization that should be taking more caution in that area than anyone else in the My NFL. favorite part is like, we were just trying to get some field perspective, and it's just Bengals sideline. Like, yes. that's all it is. Yeah. The guy calling him out on it, like, good for him, but like, I, one, I'm surprised that they got caught, and two, who knows who else they you're did. You're surprised? It yeah. You're surprised they were doing it or surprised they got caught? Surprised they got caught because I okay. feel like the fact that they've gotten caught twice now means that they were doing it in the in-between. Fair enough. We just got lucky I was that say, it was the Bengals. I'm definitely not surprised that they were doing it. They were probably doing it on everybody else. Like It's just, exactly. it's just something that gets done. Like I, you know, It's just part of who the Patriots are. It is. Another thing that team just does, well, specifically this year, the Titans, 44.4% kicking percentage. Worst mark in 36 years. We've been bad at kicking this year, but Christ. Is that field goal? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they just miss field goals. Sucks even more because that's kind of how they beat the Chiefs. I mean, besides blocking it, you know. Yeah. But going through kickers, I can't believe that we've just been this bad. Like, I'm going to raise my son to be an NFL kicker for sure. I mean, Harrison Bucker just set the record for most points in first three seasons, I think. I mean, look how old Adam Vinatieri is. Still doing it, still making money. Right. Couldn't have grown that beard out with all without that money and that help. Fantastic. True. Man looks great. Yeah, good for him. Uh, Justin Tucker missed his. He actually, it cost me, I think it I hurt the over or something. He just misses like third PAT ever. Rough. I did want to talk about the Chiefs game Yeah, being one of the most picturesque football games I've seen in a while. It was wild to me because I was watching it. I was like, I see there's snow on the field. I know it's there, but I just didn't believe it in my head because, you know, Patrick Mahomes was throwing like it was 75 and sunny. He's 2-0 and in snow games, and he awesome. never played in them before the NFL. Love it. He's so good. And it, he looked the healthiest he's looked in a very long time, like since the last season because he got his ankle hurt against the Jaguars week one. Like, so since that first drive, um, he looked great. Tyreek Hill looked good. Kelsey, fourth consecutive 1,000-yard receiving, first tight end to ever do that, and wasn't on the NFL 100 list for tight ends. I thought you had to be retired to be on that list specifically. Nope. Interesting. Uh, I don't know who all made it, but there are some like active people who make it. Like I just, For example, the wide receiver finalist just came out, and Larry Fitzgerald is on the finalist for wide receivers. Okay, yeah. So I know you can be an active player and be on it. Uh, he is too good. The Chiefs are are starting to peak at the right time. We just need I to stay healthy. Yeah, just picked up Terrell Suggs, mm -hmm. even though Okafor got hurt. Uh, our other defensive end. It feels good to be good in December. Like the Patriots, what they're known for is being really good in December. I would argue that the Chargers are known the best for being good in December. They are the best December team in the NFL. Look into it. Like statistically, really? it's true. Yeah. They're but, not. They're not good when they have a single possession lead. They're not good at any time that it matters. True. Which I need. I need the Chargers. Like I need them to never change. I need to like oh, yeah. put them in a time. I need to put this team in a time capsule, 
and just watch it over and over again because Phil Rivers just cannot throw it anymore. He loves throwing late game interceptions when they're down by three points, and it makes me makes my heart so happy because they have a really good running back. Their defense is really good. Bosa is good. Ingram's good. Yeah, they have good receivers. Keenan Allen is fucking good. Like, just think if they had Andrew Luck. Think if they signed Andrew Luck. Oh, he's coming out. Oh, well, I said you heard it here first. I I said I'll go back and find the tape that he's gonna be playing for the Colts in two years. Did you really? Yeah, I said that after he retired. Wild. One of the top. A uh, post in Colts subreddit on Reddit recently was just please come back, Andrew, with a picture of him. Please. Yeah, it was like the top post of the month. Of course. But uh, I thought it was a great one for the Chiefs. Drew Locke didn't look very great. No. He looked like a rookie quarterback. True. He didn't look like that was his home and he was comfortable. Guess all those trips really paid off for you, buddy. Way to brag about it. Yeah. He said he couldn't count how many times he had been to the Chiefs stadium. Sick brag, bro. Right. Oh, glad your dad owns a restaurant and played. Did he play professional football? Doesn't matter. I know he played in Mizzou, but anyway. Did he really? He's an offensive lineman. No wonder he owns a restaurant. Those two things go hand in hand. Yeah. It seems like, did Guy Ferrari play college in high school? Fo- uh, no. Football in college? College in high school. Good God. He definitely played college in high school. With a, with If you're named Guy, you're the, yeah. you're the party person. Just guys being dudes. You, if your name is Guy, you are the guy who, like, when it, when you walk into the party, everybody's like, hey, like somebody throws you a beer. Oh, yeah. Well, honestly, a whole lot of it has to do with who's the easiest name to remember while you're drunk. Guy. Yeah. Oh, it's Guy. Right. You, you don't know Guy? Hey, hey Guy. Hey. And, like, <laughs> if you're trying guy. to yell at your boys, you know, he's the easiest one to get. For sure. Love it. We do need to do a deep dive on... Uh, Former professional athletes in restaurants. I think that's an interesting topic that I bet there's a lot of correlation. There's those two uh, NFL players who are in a commercial. I think they're from the Texans that own like a bakery. Yep. They have a, yeah, they have a bakery. Pretty sure um, Dan Marino has some restaurants. Didka might have a restaurant. Yeah. There's a bunch of steakhouses. Um, Who else? I know that a lot of them get like days. I feel like Terry Bradshaw. I feel like he's a big restaurant guy. I just have that feeling. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised because there's people who are like live and breathe football. It's like Todd McShay. Like he doesn't have time to think about how rare a steak is. He just eats pumpkin pie and worries about the NFL draft. Just wants to know more about them quarterbacks. That's, That's right. Um, we got some other, uh, we'll get into the bad beats here in a second, mm-hmm. but uh, I did want to talk about Drew Brees beating the career touchdown passing record. Got it stripped. It was so like saints. Yeah, it was so Saints <laughs> for him to have it, and they're all celebrating. Oh yeah, and then they're like, "No, offensive pass interference." He handled it really well, but honestly, I'm gonna say it, douchebag move. That official should have let it go. No, it no, was, no. The amount that he celebrated did not like it. Did Showboating. You, did you see when he got the passing record? They stopped the game and walked a piece of paper out to him. Yeah. The president of the Hall of Fame and his whole family was on the sideline. It's just like a laminated 8 by 11 yeah. and a half. It was like NFL passing record with the logo on it. They just had some intern be like, hey, uh, print out an award for him. I would have hated to be that intern because it got, like, the next day that night, it got so much shit that they guarantee got fired. I Well, I bet a millennial didn't do it, honestly. Mm. So I, may, I might take that back. Might walk that back a bit. I don't know. It was... Uh, it was good for him, and Drew Brees is statistically one of the great. He also set the completion 
percentage in a game record. He was 29 for 30. And he didn't hit the like max out of quarterback rating, which is, I think it's either... It's like 158.3, is that yeah, what we're talking about? Yeah. yeah. And you know who's hit it this year? Lamar, oh. twice. That's impressive. It's dumb that he can throw for, what, four touchdowns, 28 for 30, and can't yeah. get that? Like, it obviously, was... half of the stats that we look at aren't calculated correctly, right? Yeah. His QBR, Drew Brees' QBR was probably extremely high, but the the rating was what? There's two different ones. QBR is not quarterback, right? There's two different, I'm, I'm telling you, there's two different ratings. Potato, potato? Kind of. They're similar, but they're different. Those quarterbacks, and then like the college one doesn't have a max. So like there were times when I remember when Drew Locke was playing and he threw like all those touchdowns against yeah like whoever he had like a two hundred and fifty QBR because the college one doesn't have a max. Looks good. Oh yeah, I don't know. It it was just funny to watch like them all celebrate, and I'm glad he still got it later on. Yeah, Uh, Tom is still there, and he's he's like right behind him. My boy Patrick is going to be – he'll be there soon. Yeah, well, he uh, is currently on the Pro Bowl selection. Uh, you know, one of the people who got nominated. We have 12 Ravens, of course. As Way well. too many. I don't agree with that completely, but go off. So, I mean, has really has Earl Thomas really been doing it this year? In the public sphere, ask Kaepernick. Because Tyron Matthews been the number one rated safety in the last 10 weeks of the yeah. season, and he's not on the Pro Bowl. Well, I mean, there are some very obvious, like, omissions. Jarvis Landry beat out OJ. OBJ. OB- <laughs> OBJ doesn't get beat. Or OJ doesn't yeah, get beat. Yeah, OJ doesn't get beat. He does the beating, for sure. Yeah. Without a doubt. <laughs> yeah. But, the, I mean, you also, like, the Ravens, Justin Tucker made it. Their fullback made it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Marcus Peters, I guess he's on there. Quit being a hater, Chiefs fans, of Marcus Peters. He's I like good. him. I just, I mean, he can't tackle for shit. That's Honestly, for sure. Not super important. Um, don't give him the ball. The Chiefs had the second most in the AFC with six. Frank Clark, Miko Hardman, who's return specialist, he's really good at that. And I think Miko Hardman will be a great wide receiver. Tyreek Hill made it on even though he was injured for, what, five weeks. So, mm-hmm. I mean, somebody's probably getting slotted there. Chris Jones made it on. He deserves it. Kelsey and Mahomes. Mahomes isn't the top vote-getter, though, with Lamar being. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, not a huge surprise. Mahomes is number three, actually. Russell Wilson is the second. Really? Yeah. This really doesn't have anything to do with it, but I'm looking at it since – well, I'm looking at it something similar because Aaron Rodgers is one of the NFC quarterbacks. Did you know that <laughs> – Jameis Winston has a higher QBR. Which is insane. It's all about them tutties. I guess. Uh, another impressive thing, the Steelers, five players on the Pro Bowl. Who the fuck is putting these together? The thing is, is it's defensive players and two offensive linemen. Which there are three defensive players, Minka Fitzpatrick, uh, Cameron Hayward, and TJ Watt, all extremely good defensive players, and that's why they're a good team. He's really good. I don't really know who their guard is, who made it, whatever. I'm trying to look. The, the NFC is a little more leveled out. You have the Saints with seven players, Eagles with five, which is impressive. Uh, but it's kind of same type of deal. It's their household names. You have Fletcher Cox, Zach Ertz, and Jason Kelsey are all 
like in there. Those guys are like perennial pro bowlers. I've never seen a team that is as good as acting good, fun, and pleasurable as the Philadelphia Eagles since my ex-girlfriend. Well, not to throw anybody within the bus. I just thought it was funny. They they love to think they're good. Yeah, they really they just put it don't off. Win the big games. Nope. The time that Wentz like threw threw an open receiver and he dropped it and then like the next play made a catch that was almost impossible. Like, what the fuck is going on in Philly? They can't catch the easy passes. They some people say Carson Wentz throws a heavy ball. Interesting. They should play the Patriots more often. Oh, okay. Even I, out the playing field. I, yeah. Fair enough. You know, they take some air out of it. I don't they should play they should play five hundred and see if he does have a truly a heavy ball. Just throw it up, see if people can catch the five hundreds. Interesting. I would love to see quarterbacks just play some like schoolyard bullshit games at the Pro Bowl. When Mahomes throws, they need to bring back I think it was Pat McAfee said this for the Pro Bowl, true competitions like quarterbacks throwing for distance and put yeah. a, put a five thousand dollar like winner gets five thousand dollars. Yep, agreed. And you do like a true bench press off, and you see who can do the most two twenty five, who can do it the most. Would you be more interested in a solid weight or pound for pound? I'd be more interested in the solid weight because I want the other guys doing like forty yard dashes. That's funny. like I want like yeah. Tyree Kill running a forty yard dash. I don't want him like I want him doing a vertical jump and a forty yard dash. Not I don't want him like pushing plates around. I don't really care. You don't love short kings. That's all I'm hearing. It's cool. And that's not true. Two of my favorite players in the league are both short. Tyreek Hill and Tyron Matthew. Both both 5'9". Both Wild. beasts. It's so sad that someone shorter than me is in the NFL. The Bears running back is like 5'6". Don't rub it in. I've just been lying to myself the entire time of my life. That He's I'm like, like Nate Robinson. Right. It's like, oh, I'm just too short to be a professional athlete. Like, I remember watching Nate Robinson do the dunk contest and was like, I could do that. And then I was like, no, no, I can't. He's one of those dudes who can do the box jump on like five stacks. Oh, easily. Yeah, that's not even an issue. He jumped over Dwight Howard. Small dude, though. Fair enough. Well, let's get into the top four, bottom four of the NFL this week. Yeah, go ahead. Actually, no, I want to go ahead with my top four. Do it. So I have Baltimore at the top. Yep, I can't. I can't take them off there. Even though the Chiefs have beat them, they, I mean, they look really good. Their defense is good. Number two, the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, they made the jump back in business. Their defense looking great. Everybody's clicking. True. Just signed Suggs. Not that he's going to be a huge pickup, but a locker room guy, a guy who's been on great defenses many a times. Going to be a big glue guy. Mahomes looking extremely healthy. Our wide receiver core looking great. Kelsey right in stride. Our offensive line going to hold it up. Number three, New Orleans Saints. I know they just lost the 49ers. They came out and absolutely mauled. Who did they, they beat the Colts like a dead horse. The Colts, yes. Yes, they literally – thank you. They absolutely devastated them. I should have taken that their bet like 50 different ways. Uh, and then I have at number four, Seattle Seahawks. Interesting. I feel like they've kind of fallen off. I I think they're still there. They're poised for it. They're in the – so they're not – they need to – I don't know if they can still win their division, but I do think they're better than the Niners, even though the Niners have the better record. They have the head-to-head. Yeah. They have the Russell to – I almost said Kaepernick. Garoppolo. Easy. We don't need to be starting anything. Okay. 
I'm kneeling over here as we speak <laughs> in protest of Alec. I literally ate my words because you told me not to say anything and you're going to say that right after. That's some shit. Let's, so, see, let's see your top four. Yeah, I got. I agree. Baltimore's the best team in the league. If you don't think that, you're wrong. I, I think it's that simple. You're an idiot. And after that, I do have a little bit of a difference. I have New Orleans at two. Good. Um, you know, I think that Drew Brees is coming back, and I think last game we saw he's back. He's gonna he's gonna make a run. His accuracy is unquestioned. It's second to none. Literally. Yeah. In the record books. And then while we were talking, you actually convinced me to switch these two. Kansas City is my next pick. Wow. Because I do think that they are moving up on the defensive end. I think that's a great point. But the reason that I had the Patriots before them initially, Chiefs don't cheat. Patriots are really good at it. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Oh, for sure. A good friend told me that a long time ago. And well, they're the best at it. I think that that is very true in sports. You need to sell the fouls. You need to sell the penalties. But uh, not a fan. So Patri- Patriots at four? Patriots at four. My bottom four, I got I hope that you have the same thing. Bengals. I, oh, at the very bottom, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. They are the worst team in the league. They yes. literally have one win. So after that, I have Washington because – if you're so desperate that you have to get Urban Meyer to come to the game and the owner is like, I'm going to fly you out here and buy all your meals and put you up in a nice hotel. And the way they lost that game, which I'll get into here in a bit. They're pitiful. They are pitiful. Um, after that, I have Detroit. Well, who are you without Matt Stafford? Nothing. What's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich without the peanut butter? Yeah. He's the peanut butter and the jelly. Honestly, like let's be honest, he is also both slices of bread holding that goddamn yeah, team I mean, together. He is everything. He's the kid in caboodle. Lastly, sadly, the Miami Dolphins. We are we are differing. Okay, great. So Bengals at the bottom, of course, going in ascending order here. So Bengals at the bottom. Then I have the Lions. You can't be your your coach can't be this defensive juggernaut and come in <laughs> and then you're just not good at defense. Like, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, I do know that Matt Stafford's gone. You know, Calvin Johnson is not walking through that door. But they're still – their defense has no excuses. I mean, we've pretty much experienced this the entire year with Mizzou. And so we understand how yeah. truly bad Detroit is. Yeah. It's like, hey, no, no, he's a he's a good defensive guy. Like, fucking – wait, you just reminded me. I'll get into Barry Odom later. I have Washington next. The way that they manage to lose games against the Eagles, who are that team that looks like they're having fun. I mean, they've been on a slide since 1776. Yeah, since they lost the Capitol. Yeah. And uh, my next team at the top of my bottom four, so the the best at being bad. You're right. Which is better than being the worst at being good. Agreed. That's the Los Angeles Chargers. They are. I almost thought about putting them there. Honestly, they were going to be there if it wasn't Miami. They looked so bad. It was insane. I think they had seven turnovers. Phillip Rivers was looked like a little kid throwing a temper tantrum out there. Yeah, I mean, the Vikings just absolutely put a throttle onto them. Called it, by the way. Knew it was going to happen. You did. Phillip Rivers, three interceptions. I think he had a fumble as well. Just not great. At least he's all around. You know, he's a complete turnover. He still had 307 yards. Impressive. Really? Yeah. He's like Jameis. 
He is. They're yeah. they're very similar in that fashion. Uh, but I did want to talk about the bad beats of the NFL weekend. So if you had the under, which why would you ever have that? But uh, if you had the under in the Falcons Niners game, rough. Falcons scored with two seconds left. Set an NFL record for two touchdowns within two seconds. Yeah, two seconds left. They scored, which they I think they scored on the play before to Hooper. Julio Jones got in, scored two touchdowns, hadn't scored a touchdown in 10 weeks, finally scores two. RIP to those fantasy owners who put him on the bench because he hadn't been doing anything. I mean, understandable move, but yeah, it yeah. sucks. It, it's Not playing your op, like optimal lineup at any point is just shitty. Oh, yeah. So then after Julio scores that touchdown, they kick it off. Niners in that feat. We've seen it a million times where they're trying to ladder it, lateral it. Pick the fullback it, wanted it too bad. Pick it up and walk it in. No, that was that was the other game, right? Yeah. So that's a different game. We'll get into that here in a second. So then we had Washington-Philadelphia. Philadelphia scores late. Washington gets it back like 30 seconds left trying to drive. Haskins getting sacked just throws it backwards. Eagles pick it up, walk it in. The Redskins were covering for 60 minutes of that football game. Really? They literally were not covering. They were covering until the game ended because the Eagles walked it in with no time left. We almost went. Uh, that entire segment without saying the racial slurs, but sorry, the Washington R words. And then we've got to talk about the bears Packers ending. Do we? Well, I mean, Mitch Trubisky made a great play, pitches it to a Stanford grad. Someone like put that in a quote, frame it, mail it to him. He really needs to hear that. What? Mitch Trubisky made a great play. Yeah. He's going to get a raise off me saying that, but he, I can't even remember number 49's name. It's like Hofster or something like that. Wide open Allen Robinson. Just pitch it to him. Yeah. Don't be selfish. He could have walked in. Oh, yeah. He was seeing the like ESPN highlights. Just flashing through his head. Yeah. Sports Center top 10, number one. He'd been dreaming his whole life of it. Oh, for sure. Good lesson to learn. Yeah. Okay, so how did you do last week? Five and one. Staying hot. Oracle, baby. Staying hot. Yeah. I went three and three. Yeah. Staying vanilla, plain, right in the middle. That isn't I, great. I'm a neutral pH. Okay. All right, nerd. Go ahead, then, if you have all these stats ready to go. Okay, so mine are all NFL picks. I'm okay. going to go right off with them. So I have Houston minus three versus the Bucks. I mean, this is just the perfect game for Jameis Winston to come in and just lose the fuck out of this. Like, I'm seeing pick sixes. I'm seeing... That's every week. Congratulations. You watched know, the Bucks game. But I'm seeing more at plural, not just one. All right. Okay. So Houston minus three. I have Buffalo versus New England mm-hmm. under 33 and a half. 37 and a half. Excuse okay. me. Those defenses are really good. Offenses don't really move the ball. True. So under 37 and a half. Uh, I have the Giants. Did we figure out is Eli Manning playing? Uh unconfirmed currently i'll try to if work on eli it. manning is playing i want the giants at plus two and a half versus the washington r words appreciate it eli manning currently 117 and 117 in his nfl regular season career i need this game to be a tie the giants then the giants plus two and a half are gonna hit so that would be perfect then i have baltimore versus cleveland over 48 I think that the Ravens might get there on their own. 
at least the Ravens get six touchdowns and then Cleveland garbage time touchdown to get us to 49. I feel like the Ravens have hit 40 for 14 weeks. Forever. And I have the Chiefs minus five and a half in primetime versus the Bears. Patrick Mahomes is going to come out and destroy. It's in Chicago, but it's Sunday night. Oh, Sunday night. I've been waiting all day for Sunday night. I think that was the last two songs. I just combined them into one. I'm sorry that you had to look up at my expression. That was very honest with how I felt about your singing. I enjoy not having an internet (laughs) delay after I do something like that. Uh, My final pick, Green Bay plus four and a half versus Minnesota. Okay. Give you the gold here. So Kansas City, minus five against Chicago. That secondary is going to eat. You have minus five? Yeah. They're going to eat Mitch Trubisky for lunch and dinner. Charles Suggs is going to have a big game. It's going to be insane. I That secondary is almost the perfect weakness for him. He doesn't know how to read coverages very well. He doesn't know how to like put people off of like where he is going. And that is what whatever the – Tyron Matthew, Juan Thornhill, they're going to go off. True. I meant the Chiefs D coordinator. Oh, Spagnuolo? Yeah, I, that is like his specialty. They're going to smack that. They love blitzing. He loves blitzing the most, and I love it. Yeah, the D, like the secondary really got it together later on. I mean, they all have come together, but the secondary has made huge strides, not only in the passing, but the run game as well. The Chiefs secondary. Okay, so a little fun fact about the Chiefs secondary. Everybody thinks of the Patriots having a great secondary. They've allowed 138 receptions to wide receivers. The Chiefs have allowed a league low 132 receptions to wide receivers. Man, those six passes are huge. I mean, if you think about the Patriots being elite, though, you think about them as having Stephon Gilmore probably the best corner in the game right now. Chiefs are doing better than that. I mean, the Patriots get by with so much just because their league is trash, but they end up winning the Super Bowl. It's like, yeah, I'm going to be able to be healthy and be ready for this because I have buys and I have yeah. teams that I don't need to worry about. I All right. I could go Just off. keep going. Yeah, so I uh, also think New Orleans is going to smash that against Tennessee. Ignorant. <laughs> just minus three is ridiculous. Uh, they're on a heater, and they're going to continue that way. Okay. I do think Philip Rivers is going to throw two picks. Maybe he's going to have two turnovers. One of them might be a okay. fumble against the Raiders, but they're still going to win. Where's that game? Oh, it's not in the Coliseum. So it's at – okay. Yep. So I do think Los Angeles is going to end up finishing strong, and we're going to be sitting here just scratching our heads at Gruden like we always are. I want to finish my NFL picks out with Baltimore minus 10 against Cleveland. Same thing you said earlier. They're going to put it up by themselves. Cleveland scores a dirty touchdown at the end. I like it. Not a big deal. Portland's also going to be Golden State tomorrow, minus 9.5. Okay, we'll have to get the episode out early just to make sure. It's a West Coast game. Okay, perfect. All right, so that's all your picks? It's all of them. Okay, we're going to cut it here. This will be the end of the first episode, so... Thanks for listening, guys, and uh, make sure to tune in later. The next part will have a lot of the bowl preview and uh, just some other random stuff. Yeah. All right. Love you guys. Sneak athletic. I missed you so much.